and welcome to another episode of Sage Cigarettes Presents, A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And I'm Allie. The girls are all here! Yay! Okay, Yay. so this is <laughs> the last episode for 31 Days of Horror. We freaking made it. Happy Halloween and all that cheese. Yeah, so let's get spooky. Let's start with my list from worst to best. So worst for me was things seen and heard, then Lake Mungo, then the field guide to evil, then basket case, doll man, and top of the list is going to be Jennifer's body, yaddy, yaddy. L. Yeah, mine's pretty much the same, but there's a, there's a slight difference. Things heard <laughs> and seen, Lake Mungo, the field guide to evil, basket case, Jennifer's body, and of course, doll man has to be number one for me for obvious reasons. Sure, but we're going with my list this time. So, Steph supremacy. <laughs> I win. <laughs> so Jennifer's body is the best. All right, so let's start with things seen and heard. Wow, okay, wow. So I like Amanda Seyfried, and she's in Jennifer's body, so that's fun to have her at the top and the bottom of this list. <laughs> she was the worst and the best. Yeah, she was. Celebrate, girlfriend. Cry a little, but then <laughs> rejoice, because you're also at the top. It's not just because of her, though. She wasn't the bad part of this movie at all, and it wasn't necessarily a bad movie. It's just the, the guy. You know, we talk about Schmen a lot on this podcast and he's the definition of a schman her husband it's not just the characters either there's just a like a breakdown in the writing at at one point i feel with this movie and it's disappointing because like it's set up for like all these great things we have history on this farm we have a really cool old house which is, is is a box that is ticked off with me we have a family dynamic, a marriage that's falling apart. The man's a psycho. So oh. <laughs> that's happening. But it's like we kind of at some point take like a sidestep and then it's all this early 19th century spiritualism that was brought into it. Yes, with the um the old professor guy. And I tweeted yeah. the other day because I was so high. I won't watch in this movie. <laughs> and it was something like, um, you ever meet someone and they just casually tell you that they do seances with their friends on their <laughs> board? Me either. That's because this man just drops it on him when he meets him. Yep. Okay, you know, we do seances every now and then. Come join us. Why not? But I mean... I would like to meet someone like that. I'm just saying that's like this movie was kind of set up to be like things that I liked. And then it just didn't come together in the end. Like if she had to die and that was the way that it went, which I hated that. I hated that for me. It was unenjoyable. The way that it ended, like he went out into a boat because he got, he realized that he was going to get found out and like sails into this image that's on a book cover. I don't know what what this is supposed to mean. What is the symbolism here? I don't know. Like, I I don't know if it went over my head or if, if I'm just not smart enough to understand this movie or if it just like they they were in the like last quarter and they were like, we got to end this movie somehow. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there was a movie uh, last week that also felt like that. I forget which one it was. I, I just, I agree so hard but one thing I wanted to point out that I liked about how the way they set up this movie 
the old guy casually dropping the seance shit and then like all of these people being so eager to meet the new professor and his wife seemed very rosemary's baby to me Mm -hmm. like all those old people like fawning over her Uh, i mean obviously feeding her like witchcraft drugs to make her have the antichrist but still it felt (laughs) like that and i kind of really liked it and i was like Mm -hmm. ready to go i was like this is going somewhere that element was really cool there was they put all this work into talking about her eating disorder and how it 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 makes her like an unreliable narrator in a little Mm -hmm. bit of a a way um and didn't it didn't pan out it didn't there was nothing that was like actually like attached to it except for that it I guess it made her less reliable to certain people like her parents she couldn't really go back to her parents because there was all this and I I think that there was another element of just like it was said in the 80s and there's my parents got married in the early 80s and I remember my grandmother saying to my mom uh you know get married because this is your only chance and you're gonna die even though she was like 20 years old you're gonna die alone if you don't get married unbelievable (laughs) but that was the culture then I mean and and her mom says something to that effect you know oh well just go along with it he which is doing this yeah that's so yucky to me okay (laughs) so gross massively yucky yeah because that man is a piece of shit he immediately goes into an affair as Mm -hmm. soon as they move with the first young girl he sees yep yep and he's also like uh he's that that trope we were talking about last time of like the the sexy young professor that all of the students want to sleep with and it's like yeah fucking, ugh, gag me. except ugh. he looks like he's made out of modeling clay in the face <laughs> i know that's rude but he he didn't have a whole lot of uh emotion in his face Mm-mm. he was all just like floppy hair and that's but- it but I mean, hey, that's good on the actor because he played this psycho just like straight, like very well, very mm-hmm. well. <laughs> okay, so speaking of psychos, there's another trope that is in here that I fucking hate. Hmm. Don't, if you're onto a psychopath, don't call him out on it when you're alone. Right? Oh my okay? gosh. Okay, don't. Just yeah. gather your evidence and go to someone who you can trust and can do something about it otherwise you're gonna get murdered i mean the one thing like we were talking about how they had like kind of this like community around their beliefs that maybe she felt empowered in that that she could do it but like show us a little bit more because he picked off a lot of them you know there there was yeah and when she did it he was dripping wet from drowning another old man yep yep the seance guy yep yeah like no that's so sketchy to me like i already don't trust men like uh, no 100 percent. yeah i would have uh not not been in that situation at all so that's that movie um (laughs) (laughs) the next movie is lake mungo and i gotta be super honest i have been so hyped to see this movie since i first heard about it it pops up every now and then on TikTok, I'm like scariest movies, super scary movie, scariest movie I've ever seen. And where though? Where? Yeah. I was not expecting what this was. I didn't look too much into it because I really wanted to be like just completely surprised. I I I didn't want to know anything about it. And I wasn't I was so underwhelmed and also like disgusted because they threw in that element with the neighbors 
so she it's mm-hmm. like you know like a, a the girl drowns and she's haunting their house the family house but also they threw in that the neighbor couple were like sleeping there and she's underage and there's a videotape of it it's gross yeah i don't know i this one it's i appreciated that they tried to do something different like they did a different format it seemed it seemed more like you were watching a documentary than anything else and so i guess that the format itself got it above the other one but there was I, I did I I kind of looked into it like you said and I was like how is this scary it's not scary it's sad at best it's it's a sad story there wasn't a whole lot of holes in it but it was just like I don't know it was a story it was sad I got kind of tired of it about halfway through That's yeah <laughs> same honestly I just had it like playing and I was I mean I was looking at the tv but <laughs> I just <laughs> I was elsewhere I just was really disappointed I you know I did like that it was like you know mock documentary style what's that movie we want Demon House wasn't like the only one along those lines but it's not good no like it's okay yeah but I just you know I guess I just had too high of hopes that's really all I have to say about it yeah it wasn't scary it was just it was a sad story it it's worth watching I guess if you don't go into it expecting to be scared because I was not there was nothing in it that was like particularly scary to me at all yeah that's valid so the next movie was the field guide to evil and in our list I have this highlighted red because when I watched the trailer I was like really hyped about it and it really didn't disappoint to me. It was like, it's anthology style. So there's lots of different stories regarding like horror folklore from Mm -hmm. around the world, which I thought was incredibly interesting. And there's two that I really want to talk about. Yeah. I wonder if they're the same two that I like. Okay. So, well, maybe not because one of them isn't, it stuck out to me because literally I have a coworker who is Middle Eastern and she was just telling me literally the day before I watched this movie about stories her dad would tell her when she was little mm. and he used to tell her stories about the gin and then oh, yeah. one of these stories is the childbirth gin and she was telling me this uh that he told her the story about something about a goat and I'm already scared of goats like <laughs> I think goats are the scariest shits ever and like the gin was in the goat and I'm sorry if I'm telling this wrong if you're mean to the goat and you kill it like it can possess you like the gin will possess you and that's literally what happens in this movie the goat is haunting the girl who gives birth and her disabled grandmother is like possessed by the goat and is tricking her tricked her into thinking that the baby was in the well and then she went down the well to save her baby and then Jin locked her down there. And I just thought it was bizarre timing to watch this. So it really stuck with me and I told her about it today. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then the other one, that probably wasn't one that you were talking about, was it? Nah. Yeah, I didn't think so. The other one was the one with the two girls. The one girl caught the other one, like breaking her own nose and wiping it on her clothing to make it look like she had gotten her period Mm -hmm. because she didn't want people to know that she was pregnant but 
they also hooked up and the mom was telling her like you're gonna summon this, this demon because you're sinning and you know they do the do and the goat dies <laughs> that's not funny they do it's the do. so funny to me when horror movies are like hey you know what's really scary Titties. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of booby rubbing down by the river mm. like horror movies love to just make that the most dangerous thing that can happen to a person yeah. <laughs> well i'm sure and lots of like folklore they're like mm, adam and eve not adam and steve you know what i mean <laughs> jesus and even adam and eve got fucked up come on i mean yeah. right <laughs> And where was Lilith during all of this? Anyways, Elle, what were your stories? Well, so the two that I particularly liked were Whatever Happened to Panagas the Pagan, which is the oh, one from Greece. I knew it. I yeah. love that one. And then I also liked the last one, The Cobbler's Lot with the two brothers. I thought those were just like visually very pretty. All of them were, though, to be honest with you. Like the, each of them had like kind of a different style, but yeah. those two really stuck with me. The one that I didn't like was the damn melon head one it had no actual story to it it was dumb awful and of course it was the american one that was shitty i'm just saying why do you have to because you know that damn america they got melon head kids in the woods yeah and it didn't make any sense and it's just it wasn't it wasn't good it was like gory in like a unsatisfying way too it was like uh, mm -mm. yeah it was good too it is yeah the, the other ones were so much better. It was like a sore thumb out of it. And it and it also had like this kind of like, like I get, I don't know, like almost a washed, like day's sunny sense to it that was kind of in comparison to the other ones that even the one that you talked about, the Kindler and the Virgin, the, the Polish one, that it was like very dreamlike and lush. And the American one was just faded out and dumb and ugly. And I just- and- it was probably done purposely, first of all. Um, us. Also, I love that you know all the names of the stories because mm, I'm like, you know, the one with the, the boobies. <laughs> well, I mean, understandable, the one with the boobies. Um, yeah. You know, I liked most of them. I think that the other one, yeah, the nocturnal breath one was kind of creepy too. There, there was a, was there a goat in that one? No, it was the dog. I was like... <laughs> There was multiple Uh, goats in this though. And when I was watching it, I'm like, Steph isn't going to like this. (laughs) No, I really didn't. There were, um, there were so many stories. I I had to stop it before I went to sleep because I didn't want any of this to be in my dreams. And then I (laughs) resumed the next day and I thank God I did because it was, uh, during the daytime that I saw the one where the girl was possessed by that weird mouse. That's the German one. Uh, Allie, if you watch any of these, please watch that one because it was so strange. And here's what I like about it. The girl was like, you know, kill me because this thing's inside me and whatever. And the brother, first of all, makes out with her, sucks out the demon rat, right? And she kills him. She does the right thing. There's so many words wrong with that sentence. But you no that's it she kills him it is just so strange that's really that's just all I can say there's a a lot of like strangeness and grotesqueness but the atmosphere in these is just like really good visually like the one you're talking about is called a nocturnal breath and it's like in the black forest I think and it's just 
freaking beautiful like the place the the set's beautiful the place where they are it's just it's obvious that they're very rural and very and it's kind of like a poorer place it's still so pretty all except for the american one of course (laughs) (laughs) most unfortunate anywho yes Yes. all right it's that time l i'm really gonna let you take the lead on the next two movies (laughs) okay all right so basket case i put this one in here because i was i i watched a youtuber that also reviews horror they said that malignant took basket case and made a serious movie out of it and it was they they fucked it up and it was like all the wrong like motivations because in basket case belial the brother that's in the basket (laughs) is only he's only like a fucked up monster because people have treated him like a fucked up monster it is a matter of like you become what society marginalizes you into and even though it is a freakish looking thing (laughs) there is there's empathy to be had there belial is not just evil versus what i understand of malignant which i haven't seen yet because i'm not paying 20 dollars to see what has been described to me as a turd of a movie they they are just pretty much like well it's evil and it's ugly and it's ugly because it's evil and that's that i i can see the, the criticism there that's very valid criticism i i really don't like when they make a character physically ugly or physically like unattractive in some way to talk about some ethical insufficiency within the character and that's the one thing i will say basket case does good it's a it's a romp mm-hmm. Breath. it is it is funny dying at you <laughs> <laughs> well you obviously put it third place so you must have seen something in it i did put it third place for many reasons first of all may i say i didn't realize his name was belial missed nope. that okay <laughs> but he's also like human geo dude the pokemon <laughs> literally oh my god you're right he is <laughs> think about that oh my god that's amazing i did and you know when i came to that realization when he was hiding in that lady's pillows waiting for her to go to sleep so he could touch her booby yep oh god there was lots of touching while women were asleep in this movie that's true i thought this movie was freaking hilarious horrifying but hilarious but yeah as soon as i figured out that it was a conjoined twin i knew it had to I knew that had to be where like malignant came from. I saw malignant. It's also horrifying and it is so graphic. And that brother is evil, evil. I mean, I was very confused when this movie started because it, it takes a while for you to figure out what the fuck is going on. It feels like in that movie, the the twin is just evil. Like, no, no one's good to him, but like there's this scene. It doesn't detract because we know what it's about, but it's like a, a loss. She doesn't have the memories. And so she sees this video of a procedure and he's literally stuck to the back of her skull and it was like thrashing around. And it's the most awful thing that I've ever seen. It's even worse than, than this movie. So I get, you know, this is, this is better because that should never be some serious shit. and there's this other scene that you just need to see it's a scene in a jail okay where he uh the twin really like takes action you know (laughs) everybody is moved and it's awful it's horrifying but you know 
basket case. I think it's hilarious that he keeps him in a basket and carries him around. Hilarious. And even though he was drunk, he didn't forget his little basket brother. You know, this isn't a serious movie. It's it. it, There are moments where it's definitely not a scary movie. There are moments where it's just really funny. You know, it is what it is. It's one of those. I think it's early '80s movie, and I. This is just like a really good time for these kind of like leaning into the joke type of movies, and it's a good one. I liked it. I'd probably watch this one again. Yeah. No, I won't watch it again. No, thank you. Um, I'm so good there. Okay, so moving on to my top, but Steph's second to the top. Doll man, good old Grandpa Highcock. And I'll be super honest, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I had very vivid memories of Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, and Baby Oopsie Daisy is like Baby Oopsie Daisy's voice is like permanently burned into my brain, and I hate it. But Doll Man was not a bad time. It was more sci-fi than anything. But that floating head, bitch, like that was scary. He had some scary gingivitis too going on, I'm pretty sure. Still concur that uh, he would have been better played by Nicolas Cage. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's like the face I want to see there. This movie leans a lot into like some of the more yikesy like stereotypes of like 90s like urban culture though. I'll give it that. hundred <laughs> percent. It's... It, it's objectively there's a lot of kind of like yucky feeling moments in it but the fucking character of doll man i just (laughs) mr brick bartle he's so absurdly like cocky it's just unbelievable even though he is a tiny little like miniature alien man i don't know he's supposed to be like a foot tall and has his little spaceship and causes lots of trouble (laughs) And his little space gun. I mean, how can you not be cocky when that gun can cut through anything? Yep. I like horror movies. And then I like whatever the hell this and Basket Case and all of those other movies that kind of fall in, like Lomageddon. They fall into another (laughs) category. That is, This is just taking all of the tropes and like the weird character building and shit from other movies and leaning into the joke and making fun of it in a fun way. And not in a hateful way or like a I'm smarter than you type of way or whatever. It's just a lot of fun. I'll give it that. Uh, there's nothing deep about it because mm. it's it's a very like surface shit, but I had a good time. I also think that these full moon productions, they've got to be pretty low budget and what they get for the low budget just because of the enthusiasm and the like, the writing is good in a in like a way where it's funny and I think that it tries to be funny I don't think it's like inadvertently funny you know no they put work into that yeah that's the same thing like Lomageddon's famous lines about like talking about Pluto at a party you know Dollman it's it's all wrapped up in Brick Bardo's like ridiculous like self-esteem like he's just got mad self-esteem and a cab includes Brick Bardo and that makes me sad but it's true I, I don't like that about the, I, you know, I should hate everything about the, this character, but just the fact that he shouldn't have any self-esteem and he does, for some reason, does it for me, just as somebody who ne- shouldn't have any self-esteem and doesn't, so. I hate that you just said that to me. Disrespectful. <laughs> you deserve self-esteem, okay? Uh, whatever. I'm not going to argue this point with you. I said so what I should. said. Exactly, because I'm always right. I will admit you were right on the list. I just had to put 
my boy Brick as the top because he was obligated. Otherwise, our list probably would have been exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I appreciate Brick for who he is. I, I take my my unofficial spokesperson for Brick Bardo seriously. You know. I also like that just Full Moon Productions in general has like this cult thing, mm-hmm. and they have a really good formula going for them or they had and we like it we like although my brother bought me the blu-ray like the the fancy blu-ray version of this for my birthday and so i what? watched the blu-ray yes i watched the fancy blu-ray and there was an interview in there where they were talking about doing like another movie and <gasps> i really hope they do i really mm, hope they do and i can't I- say that i do but i would <laughs> probably watch it i still feel like at some point we need to do like a more a deeper dive into full moon and like the evil bong and gingerbread man and oh the ginger dead man yes Yes, we can dedicate a whole month because i've been it the ginger dead man and evil bong have been on my list for (laughs) way too long yes Uh, coming in 2022 everybody yes i don't have a lot more to say i just love grandpa highcock he is the 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 pleasantly dry grandpa of good I love every time that you say that so now we're gonna talk about Jennifer's body and you can't see me because this is a podcast but I'm smiling super big because I love this movie and I requested Allie specifically be on this episode with me because I know that she will appreciate my appreciation fuck you (laughs) (laughs) I have just such a lady boner for this movie it's unbelievable in so many ways okay okay so let's just talk about how amazing Megan Fox is and I think it's super relevant right now because her relationship with MGK is everywhere and they're fucking weirdos (laughs) she's happy okay that's all She's happy. She's happy, happy, but the things he said, he said things about little kids that make me no, uncomfortable. That's I my know. problem with him. And the problem with I have is I liked his, I was the dipshit that liked his music before. Cause I was like, oh, here's this emo rapper, which is totally my thing. And then I found out he was a creep. Which I coincidentally seems to be the whole plot of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, trust bands because they're uh, evil listen you like, guys ew though wait, wait, ew wait, from wait, the beginning ew no wait 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 no wait no wait before we continue i have to let it be known i never liked mgk or his music i still okay. don't like mgk and i still think he's a creep we're focusing on megan fox okay sure. it's questionable but her as an actress in this movie pre-mgk let's Mm -hmm. let's let's get into it because i don't i don't hold her relationship against her anyway i just like cringe every time i see that no he's fucked up like he's gross yeah um she's so fucking hot though like unbelievably smoking in this movie (laughs) like she just has and i almost feel bad saying that because you know she went through a lot as an actress like with michael bay they had like a whole falling out because he immediately sexualized her from a young age that was happening to her Mm -hmm. and she had to like fight her way out of that box but this was kind of really owning that and her friendship with needy was so gay (laughs) a hundred percent i love that shit very closet like she was bisexual it has to be and it's all this closeted like you're not allowed to feel like that because it's a small town devil's kettle 
and that shit's probably frowned upon love it also <laughs> let me gush over adam brody for just two seconds no, no we had this conversation okay but conversation. i just i gotta say something steph before this i hadn't watched this before this was my first time watching this um before this i'd only seen him on like the oc and i was like okay i could see why but after watching this after watching this really like that band had the worst vibes from the beginning from the fucking first time you see that on the screen that guy on the screen i wanted mm. to I, I hated him i hated him like this the eyeliner it was no it was, dude no, i'm just kidding i'm I, kidding the way that everyone played their parts you know was very good mm. but i i like just hated him from the beginning i knew that there was something wrong from I'm the sure. beginning yeah well, he's not like an he's not an honorable character in any capacity anywhere he doesn't even pretend to be and it's very apparent that they're up to something from the very beginning you know and i think the visceral hate comes from knowing people like that in the music scene locally and right. maybe maybe not quite that bad like i don't know that anybody tried to sacrifice virgins but you don't know that i don't know that for <laughs> sure i do know that they were trashy and they used people up like tissue paper and just threw them to the side and didn't care what happened to him and that's the vibe that you got from him from the beginning he was a piece of garbage yeah oh for sure which is like further proved when they get famous and then they like mm-hmm. write a song about the town for all the clout for that it fucking song, yes. dude. Uh, <laughs> i just felt so bad for needy she yeah. very reacted to things but didn't seem to have much agency a lot of stuff just happened to her mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was super interesting that she's like psychically connected to jennifer so like mm-hmm. when her and her boyfriend were banging and needy was eating that um was it the goth kid from haunting in connecticut <laughs> <laughs> was a weird emo kid yes yeah. yeah um which okay let's talk about that for a second because sure she's hot you know she's that quintessential popular like preppy girl in the small town everybody knows her everybody wants to be with her but I don't see the artsy goth kid also wanting to date her you know what I mean I don't know mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a small town and that would have been like the, the popular girls everyone wanted to bang them it wasn't a it wasn't a click just one click wanted to it was everyone so I don't know yeah I didn't often talk to the hot people but I don't know if like people want to date people that are mean to them Mm-hmm. And Jennifer's just sort of mean to everybody, you know? Even needy. Like, she's especially mean to needy. Well, like, the, right. that, that kind of evolves the further we get into the movie, which makes you wonder how much of it is, like, 100%. Like, she's they obviously have kind of, like, a banter going before, but... Yeah. Jennifer has rules about how needy can dress. Yes. Yeah, like, she can't be, um, like, she can't look better than her. She can't have, like, her cleavage out because that's jennifer's thing but she can show her midriff you know oh yeah I mean? and that is before huh because that is yeah. that is in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie that's yeah, yeah that's, that's before the, the demon possesses her that's just mm-hmm. jennifer so she was kind of a demon already <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess you're right i i thought that i thought that she played it really well though how she just seemed to get more and more sinister like her attitude did but she still kept like this little like bit of sweetness about her that was like yes I still feel bad for her because, I mean, she didn't ask to get possessed. No. Okay, so back to Adam Brody. Real quick. (laughs) (laughs) 
this also, is lead singer yes yes it is lead singer with it. i was like high key in love with him when I was a teenager because I watched the OC and I'm like he's like the Jewish comic book nerd of my dreams obviously I'm an adult now I can control myself (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it was just really exciting for me to see him as bad guy I love seeing like the role switches it's just like seeing Idris Elba as a bad guy you're like I'm so attracted but oh my god you're terrifying to me Mm -hmm. and you can't really reconcile those feelings it's really the same with Jennifer so I think it's interesting Mm -hmm. very Uh, I also think it's interesting that if (laughs) the whole rule is if you sacrifice not a virgin you still get what you want but they get fucking possessed I mean, the one thing I will say, and I told you this when, when you, we texted, because you, you know how I feel about people using like magical systems yeah. in, in a weird way. But the thing I will say about this one is he li- quite literally says, this is something I got off the internet. And he's got all of these witchcraft 101 books across the, the floor. Of his <laughs> yeah. So we it's- know we're not dealing with somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> no, he Googled it. Yeah. Oh my god, do you guys remember they fucking like start singing that weird ass song when they start sacrificing Jen? Yeah, Daddy, yeah. I got your number. Something that, like that. What that the was fuck, extra gross. <laughs> because I think it okay, I'm really sorry for any men who may be listening. I think it's very shaman of them to in the middle of sacrificing do their bro shit. Yep. Nothing has activated my flight or fight quite like when they're in the van and Jennifer's asking questions and he goes you don't have to talk if you don't want to literally I would have yeeted myself out that moving van (laughs) just like I wouldn't have got come on like after the the fucking place burns down and they're like let's go get in my van what 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 let me let me talk to the cops my dude there's people that burn to death like you could guess in the witchcraft I guess in the Witchcraft 101 book, there was also, like, a quick guide on hypnotism. <laughs> oh, God. All I can think of is what we do in the shadows and, like, the Oh, man. You will get in my cool van. <laughs> get in the yeah, right van. I want to get in this cool van. Literally. She's like, Ugh. I want to go in the van. No. Yeah. You don't. You no. don't. You The demon with the sort of valley girl vocal fry thing is so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like legends of Satan with really cool hair. <laughs> what? Girl! Yes, she did say that. I also just want to talk about really quickly how she could have any boy she wanted and she went after Nikki's boyfriend. Just putting that out there. Like, that was not the demon. That was Jennifer. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. That was mm-hmm. Jennifer. And again, it's like, why? why would somebody like that be so insecure? But it's like teen, teenage years do that to everyone I think to some extent like what we're thrown into this is one of those movies where I think they could have benefited from picking a lane yeah like they should if they were gonna make it gay they should have just made it gay <laughs> okay could have sure. been jealousy that could have been jealousy like she was jealous of it, her the boyfriend I think that's what it was and I think that I think them keeping it this way was smart like it didn't have to be overly gay for it to be super gay if that makes any <laughs> sense yeah gotcha gotcha you feel the subtext is enough yes yes and all that 
tension, I think, is really important to this kind of movie. I think it was really important to this movie. It just sits in my bones. Like, I love this movie. Yeah, it was really good. I, I put off watching this movie for a long time. I'm kind of the type of person that if I think I'm just going to watch like softcore porn based on the advertisement, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not going to bother. I don't like that kind of horror movie. And so I avoided it. I, and it wasn't at all. No, but I did read an article about the, the writer of the movie had criticized the way that the movie was marketed. And it was marketed mm-hmm. mostly towards teenage boys and uh, middle-aged men and people who were going to get a boner over Megan Fox and not mm-hmm. so much as like- I'm sorry. The thinking movie it was, because it really was. There was a lot to this. And it and it's a movie for women, very yes, much. Yes, it's not for men. It's for yeah. us. Yeah not sorry men have enough leave (laughs) megan fox to us yeah and i think like i told steph with this what one thing that i did really like about it is the way that it resolves this is a very good example of what the the threefold rule actually means or should mean where you have the idea of not messing with things that you can't control or things that can get out of your control magically. And it's, there's this misunderstanding that it's because like the universe is just going to slap you back three times. That's not Mm -hmm. what it is. It's Mm -hmm. that something or someone on the other side that can flatten your ass is going to come for you. And that's what exactly what, what happened here when she ends up getting possessed and passes the demon on to needy. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yes. (laughs) I just absolutely love women killing their abusers. And I just, like, I just want to see more of it. It's so cathartic to see on screen because we can't do it in real life because it's illegal or whatever. (laughs) I would just absolutely love to see more women getting revenge on people that hurt them. We should make movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to sponsor me? Yes, please we are now taking yeah. donations for a future <laughs> movie for my script but i mean this, uh, this spell in general is very much a woman's body being sacrificed for men's careers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fucking dicks yeah it is interesting to see that juxtaposed when jennifer starts killing people and needy gets all upset about it <laughs> she's like you're killing people i'm killing boys right <laughs> it doesn't matter just boys that's all. They killed me to use me, and now I'm killing them to use them. It is fair. Yeah, and you know what? Out. I get that. I get it. I agree. <laughs> and Needy eventually comes to agree as well. <laughs> oh, I did ask the boy closest to me if men would actually be that stupid to, you know, Jennifer's weird, like, creepy foreplay. I asked if that would genuinely work on people. And he said, there are very stupid boys in the American middle school system. So maybe, or high school, I guess they're supposed to be. I mean, we literally just talked about this in the last episode when we were talking about Black Island. Because that, (laughs) the boy, literally, I'm like, if you want to look better, men, if you want to not look like a stereotype, like, talk to your friends. Because they're portraying you this way like throw a little less in their lap and it doesn't really matter what else is happening they're gonna take it yeah i want to hear from the boys on this one if we have any male listeners if At megan us. fox walked up to you personally in the woods and a bunch of other animals <laughs> yeah. would you continue with the activity i can't imagine anyone being cool with that scenario all the, all the animals watching <laughs> right that see nope the, as soon as the first animal showed up i'd be like i gotta go <laughs> i 
in the middle of the woods with a bunch of animals and then in like an abandoned house with candles all around. What that... did you think was going to happen, my dog? Yeah. Absolutely God. not. He's like, he says, you, you don't live here, do you? But whatever gave you the impression. He, he shows up and he's like, you can tell he's like, this doesn't seem right. And he gets out anyway and goes to look at the house. It's boarded up. And he mm-hmm. can and he can still see like oh this doesn't seem right but he full ass breaks and enters walks in goes up the stairs to find her like so he made every choice that's one thing that you can say when you look at the old wicker man there's the argument that the police officer made his choices to stay on the island and fuck with them this man made his choice to stay there and seek her out to get fucked with and eaten so you know whatever. <laughs> What did you guys think of Young Neil? I don't know. Young Neil! Young <laughs> from Scott Pilgrim! It's Nadie's boyfriend. His oh. character is Young Neil. <laughs> that actor, he plays the same character in everything he's in. And he same doesn't haircut. age. Oh. He doesn't age at all. He still looks like that, like a little teeny. I have, I mean, I don't know what he looks like right now, but I would assume he still looks like that. <laughs> His funniest, I mean, okay, well, he seemed like kind and protective, if not. Mm. Um, flip yes. it at the end when needy was like hey my best friend is possessed by the devil he was kind of understandably like um have you seen a psychiatrist recently sure. i gotta admit if one of my friends showed up with that that would also be my response i don't um, think my... it, it would be that way for me but that's only because i've had some crazy stuff happen to me in my life so i'd be like all right let's do some tests <laughs> let's, let's figure this out together I mean I would maybe stay with my girlfriend if she was concerned about like I would maybe spend the night or something offer some physical protection just to make her sure. feel safe even if it was silly <laughs> I don't think that my- he's a good boyfriend to be fair because he immediately turns around and when Jennifer's hitting on him he goes for it mm-hmm. I was gonna say would your skepticism persist past her like creepily hitting on you in a way that doesn't seem oh, no. right he's a yeah, dumb bastard a for that one mm-hmm. again here's somebody who makes every choice that gets him killed eventually so yeah. yes he is what like 17 <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's true and that's the that's what the other guy was too so all I'm dumb just... bastards the movie did a good job at making me feel kind of sad about their deaths yeah like those eulogy photos were very sweet my favorite line out of young Neil, though, was when they pulled out the condoms and he was like, they're supposed to make it feel good for the girl. And she goes, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. The costumes actually looking like, to a certain extent, what people wore in high school when I went to high school. And all the music was brilliant. Yeah. Fucking panic cover. Oh, it was so good. I was gonna say I had like big nostalgia. I graduated in two thousand and three, and it was like the the very low rise things and like everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. heroin chic for sure. Mm-hmm. The weird little camis and like tank tops layered over things we were really yep. obsessed with mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's it's just brilliant to see again. Also, some great looks out of Jennifer. The, the that little heart jacket, fucking love loved that. it. Loved I'm it. Steal that immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would wear that right now. I'll maybe get some pants that fit though. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed to wear tight pants in high school. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, these teachers really don't give a fuck about the dress code or students screaming in the woods. That one teacher is yeah. like, yeah, just let He's, it out, kids. I think okay. that, that that murder was maybe the saddest one to an extent. I mean, he didn't seem like a very sympathetic character, but he was mourning. Yeah. Morning, but that's what she likes mm-hmm. yeah she's like if you're sad or you're scared i like that shit she could come for me because i'm usually sad oh my god <laughs> i thought that was gonna go somewhere else um <laughs> <laughs> she can come for me too baby yeah anyway. that is that does go somewhere else <laughs> okay but just Final. loved at the end when needy finally got some agency for herself and did something instead of simply letting things happen to her. That was nice to see at the end. I like what um, she did. Mm-hmm. I do too. I love to see a lady in charge of her own revenge. And unscared. Like, not that's not the right word. Unscared. Like, not scared anymore. It's okay. I had a lady today. This is so unrelated, but just because you said wrong word. <laughs> and did a phone interview with me. And she said creativityness. you just put that in your back pocket save it for a rainy day absolutely I will (laughs) all right kids any final thoughts about any of these movies better than last week last week was a shit week and I was just about to give up and this week really redeemed the whole 31 days it really did last week was I mean last week we did have it follows and that was a banger yeah, but it was like the only good one on the list. <laughs> that's very true. That's that's very true. This time, even my my lowest one was far above that one in my overall list. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it'd be that way, especially if you let me pick all the movies or most of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that wraps up our second 31 Days of Horror. We have survived. So have you. Pat yourself on the back for sticking through with us. Or if you didn't, that's okay too. We're going back to our, our regularly scheduled programming. So the next episode will be just one movie. And that episode will come out on the 8th because this episode's coming out on Halloween. Happy Halloween. And I Happy have- Happy Halloween. Yes. Spooky bitches. That part. <laughs> I will be having guest co-hosts with me every week in November. Uh, You'll have to stay tuned to find out who I have bribed or sweet-talked into being on this podcast with me. But the first movie of November will be Sinister. So you can follow this podcast on Twitter at GITM Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. You can follow me at Nocturnical. You can follow me at IzzyExe. Okay, bye.